Time in the saddle, we're all back, and uh, present Chris Willemser Jr., welcome back. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, missed you in your pre- your absence over the past couple of weeks, but uh, we've been holding the floor. Jason Lint is here. Yeah, good uh, to see and everybody. And a very special welcome to our uh, to probably the person that does the most cycling ever uh, in terms of this podcast that we've ever done in yeah. all 30 weeks of doing this podcast. Lisa van der Vestazen. Hey, Ryan. Nice to be here. Nice. And it's finally good to have a cyclist amongst us when we talk cycling. Well, a very just, slow cyclist. I just realized the last time we rode together was when we rode the four-man bike <gasps> on Moonlight Mass. That's right. Right. Yeah. We need to do that, that again. That. A long time ago. Mm, when Moonlight Mass was still... You were allowed to do it, yeah. yeah. As per always, we talk cycling. We've got uh, guests. I mentioned Liesl. Another one will be coming uh, while we're doing this uh, live. Somebody will be visiting us, uh, Yohi Prince, who will be chatting about some great work he's done uh, in raising much-needed, uh, I think it's funds and awareness with somebody who was in uh, a spot of uh, of trouble and they needed some, uh, some other kind of assistance. We'll talk about that. But more importantly, let's talk about uh, DCs coming up this weekend, Coronation Double Century. Everyone will have trained. There will be no excuses for anybody uh, in terms of the teams. Well, we've got two excuses here in the room. <laughs> Chris Willemser Jr. has pulled out, as is Liesl, but uh, both obviously due to other commitments. Uh, but in general, everyone that's entered will be ready to go. You've both done this before, Liesl, and uh, mm. initially everyone's done it before you, Barmy. Um, talk to us a little bit about what happens in, the, in this final week before the Coronation Double Century. I don't think there's much you can do. I mean, training should be in the bank. Um, it's just basically looking after yourself and making sure that you eat enough because it's a long day. Mm. Or for some people, it can be a really long day on the bike. Yeah. So um, I think all the hard work is supposed to be done already. Yeah, my favorite thing is seeing all the newbies next week realize that the race does only start at 120 kilometers. Yeah. Know? So that's really it. You yeah. warm up and then you, you race the last 100. And then you realize those last three hills, the three ugly sisters, yeah. are your worst. But if I can say something, if it's your first DC, yeah. make sure that you've got the right nutrition mm. and that you have enough fluids on the day and enough food through the race because you don't realize what a long day it is mm-hmm. going to be out there even for a six seven hour um, athlete it is going to be a long day so please be hydrated and uh, stay fueled mm. now Liesl you are extremely active if I think about your lifestyle besides cycling running uh, everything that involves the outdoors you are passionate uh, about whether it be about uh, in the form of actually doing the uh, some kind of exercise or giving back hand in hand you're, 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 you're out there and you're, you're doing your bits in the Western Cape not only the Western Cape the country where did you love though for cycling where do you remember when you first fell in love with two wheels um it was a christmas i remember i think i was about eight and my dad had brought me well santa yeah in inverted commas <laughs> had bought me a little pink bicycle it was called a strawberry basket in the front first of all i hated pink but i, <laughs> I loved the bicycle and i remember him running down the street when i eventually got the two wheels yes. taken off the side um and how i fell and i think that's everyone's first memory if they were started cycling as a kid and then i, I lost the love for cycling because it's just dangerous in the streets of pretoria yeah. and just before i moved to cape town i started cycling again and uh, i was too embarrassed to tell my dad that i'd started cycling because i remember how cross he was uh, when i said i wanted to cycle and uh, he was just worried about my safety and I didn't realize that you have to cycle with cleats and how difficult it is starting yes. out with cleats. So, I remember that, Julie, because yes. I remember you used to uh, come and say, listen, I've fallen over again, uh, again at a, a, a traffic robot or at a stop <laughs> yes. street. I couldn't uncleat enough. I've fallen over. Coming in all bruised and scraped broken and battered. Ribs. Well, listen, we'll go from broken ribs because I want to talk about your first excursion from road bikes to mountain bikes because that bug was also one that bit very uh, in, in, in the form of uh, it, it bit you, you quickly and in no time you were doing 
horses. You were taking down the most hectic downhills, and I'll never forget coming to visit you after a, a horrific crash uh, at the bottom. I think it was Takai. You were cycling, and you had a nasty fall, and mm-hmm. uh, you broke your your arm, your wrist. Yep. Uh, you ended up in Bloberg Net Care, and uh, myself and another colleague came to come visit you as no, doctors. No, that's a different accident. Was that a, that, that was a broken hip, and, and that was, was that? after the cycle was after tour. Cy- yeah, and you yeah, guys dressed as I, doctors. Yeah, I, I dressed as a doctor. Seeing a few casts and things over the years. <laughs> I went into the hospital after we found a, a, a doctor's coat and a stethoscope, and people were just, you know, they, they move out of your way when you look like a doctor. And <laughs> yeah, you, just, you nod your head and go, and they go, doctor, and you go, doctor, nurse, doctor, doctor. What's uh, a, a good feeling? Uh, it was a great yeah. feeling. Uh, you walk through there with so much. I mean, people just opened doors for you. Gave me a cup of coffee, marshmallows, donuts. I got everything. I was just going to visit a patient. Um, <laughs> thank heavens nothing serious happened, and I wasn't pulled into any like emergency imagine. room. Can you imagine? <laughs> you imagine. Doctor, what do you put like, Give them 15 mils of morphine. I concur. Do you concur? I concur. <laughs> doctor, doctor, doctor. And walk out. But uh, yeah, you, 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 you took to road and mountain uh, biking with a plume, and you loved it. You went all out at it, and you're still doing it now. I'm very slow. So people have this, this conception that I'm, I'm the super fast athlete, but I am uh, the back rider, and you'll often hear me chatting at the back. So I'm not super fast because I like doing a whole lot of stuff, mm. um, but I just enjoy it. And it's a nice social sport, yeah. and it's nice. There's so many women doing the sport, yeah. and it's just increasing every day. Well, that's the other thing I want to talk about is that uh, bringing uh, fe- uh, well, females in the world of sport, it's, uh, you've done so much to empower others to make them feel that the community is growing and they should be a part of that community growing, uh, whether it's on a community level, whether it's in a community that's desperate in desperate need of some kind of upliftment, you're the first to put your hand up and say, listen, how do we get involved? How do we get more women on bicycles? And how do we get more communities on bicycles? Absolutely. And it's such a it's so nice being in the Western Cape because you've got so much support from Mm. local government, from a lot of the local bike shops, from a lot of uh, influencers, getting people onto bikes, assisting people. Pedal Power Association being amazing. Whenever uh, you ask for something, they come and they support. And it's not just about um, cycling as a sport, as in mountain biking or road biking. It's commuting as well. There's so many people commuting to work uh, every day, commuting home. Mm. And uh, to get more people onto bikes, less cars on the road, it's really going to make a difference for us. You've also been uh, quite outspoken, and I love this, as a member of, of not only a member of PPA, but on the board uh, uh, in, in, in getting the message across that it's okay to be on the road and that cyclists have rights and uh, motorists need to be warned and cyclists need to be careful as well. Uh, the whole thing about cyclists giving, the, getting a, giving themselves a bad name by doing things like going through robots, not adhering to the uh, uh, single file kind of a system when you're out cycling. You've been a, also a loud and vocal, of a massive vocal piece for that. Absolutely right and it makes me so angry in the morning when I'm out on a cycle. Two weeks ago, 12 cyclists different uh, parts of my route skipping red traffic lights and it's just leaving a bad taste for, for motorists and uh, for cyclists as well. So I know it's tough, you're in the middle of your ride and you don't want to get off the bike and stop at the traffic light in Seapoint or Beach Road but please just for the safety of others, there's been so many bicycle accidents, cyclists mm. being hit recently and now that we're gearing up to the cycle tour as well. So let's try and be safe on the roads and to the motorists, this morning Morning, a motor vehicle passed me at about 30 centimeters, almost knocking me off the bike on um, Glen, on the Glen. So please, if you are passing cyclists, everyone's just doing their last bit of riding for yeah. the double century. Mm. Please just be aware of them. I want to talk a little bit about what's coming up in the rest of the year in terms of your cycling, running or being active. Because I know you're also very busy uh, away from bicycles and running shoes. Uh, but Yochi Prince is here as well. Yochi, how's it? It's good to chat to you uh, because we, uh, we, you know, we talk all things cycling and time in the saddle. And you've been uh, very busy, not only with the brand Scott, uh, but also with another project that took off on social media. How's it? 
Yeah, good morning, Ryan. Thanks let's, for having me. Um, let's talk a little bit about, first I want to talk about the, and I saw this pop up on social media, uh, and it was about giving back and about being involved and helping out where it was needed. Tell us the story and the momentum it got, etc. So let's start at the very beginning. Yeah, well, um, through one of my dealers in Kimberley, um, he approached me and said, there's a little girl who is really a keen cyclist, really passionate, and um, unfortunately, she's, she's got this dream, but mm. unfortunately, she's not really able and for it to be able, they need our help or one of the big brands out mm. there. And immediately for us, it was putting everything aside, um, being a brand in itself and yeah. marketing and gaining uh, miles out of it, putting that aside and thinking about the cause, sure. you know, giving back into the industry. So we met this girl at the age of 13. She's been diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And then also she's got QT syndrome which is sudden death syndrome as well. So her heart at any second can just flatline. And it happened like five times in the weekend that we spent with her. So her ultimate dream was to just finish the 94.7. Uh, the organizer said, uh, it's, it's not possible, but um, they're willing to assist us to do the last, last eight kilometers of the race. And uh, by putting her on an e-bike and giving the right equipment, getting all the doctors together, the organization, making sure she's safe, we managed to pull that off. I mean, that is just That's incredible. Cool, uh, and to everyone, because, you know, the, the, the thing about a, a great story and one that we everyone can help out is everyone wants to be a part of that. And when you share that story uh, like you did on social media, it, isn't it so nice to see how many people uh, open up their, their hearts? Uh, they've never heard of her before. Now you've introduced them to this beautiful young uh, girl, beautiful young lady. And they all, everyone. How can we help? How can we make this possible? How can we make this dream a reality? Um, to have been there, I'm just getting goosebumps thinking about it, her going over that finish line, what it meant for her, her family, and everyone that's kind of been a part of that, of that dream. To, to be there. I mean, you've seen some big things in your life. You've been there when Nino Schurt has won world championships. Uh, what is a moment like this when you see this young lady fulfilling that dream? I mean, you can't really put it into words, can you? Yeah, just put lust completely into perspective. Yeah. Completely, you know, com- completely a different angle um, of thinking about the sport and the passion that someone so big has got such a small dream and completing that, it's goosebumps moment. Yeah. Unbelievable. Now, what happens in terms of her next? Does she say, want to do anything else? Is there anything else that she's, she has dreams to do on, on a bicycle? Did, did anyone ask her, listen, so now you've done this? Uh, because obviously, uh, we, we also want to uh, keep another dream of hers alive, as many yeah. as we can. Yeah. At the moment, she's fighting for her life in ICU. Okay. She flatlined about a week, uh, two days ago, again. She's fighting for her life. Um, but the dream is to do the cycle to her, um, or part of it. So I'm, I'm soon, we'll... We will approach Dave Belair soon. No, no, da- da- Dave's in. We've got enough clout in this, uh, on this podcast uh, Dave, to make it happen. He's probably listening. He's probably, and I know he, wherever he is, he downloads his podcast to listen. So, uh, Dave, we look forward to, to please, you opening up uh, part of the route, and especially the last part, because coming through that finish line, knowing that you've, you know, you, you're surrounded by all this love, mm. you almost can feel that love, and it's tangible in the air when you cross that finish, uh, finish line. Not if you've done a six or seven hour uh, cycle tour, <laughs> but certainly if you've done a bit quicker time, we'd love to to make that dream happen for her as well but just a huge thanks to you because uh, you know often um, it takes one person to sow the seed and to make that seed into a beautiful plant but um, there's not much and it's not that, that the, the, the reason why we do things we don't do it for recognition but I, I just look at this and I think just well done you found a, a brilliant story and you not only brought it to life but you made somebody's lifelong dream and ambition 
happen for them to, to be able to do that for somebody it's just it's incredible so well done to you and everybody I mean all the silent role players that have made it possible for that dream to happen well done uh, and then onto onto the brand that and I mentioned Nino Schurter because you've been I mean if I look at your the brand that you with Scott now how many, how many years have you been with Scott I'm now eight years now eight years with Scott did you st- is that where you started in terms of the cycling trade no I started in 2004 end of 2004 we started a okay. brand called Silverback oh yes so I was yeah I was okay. happy to be part of that I think Lisa, you've been part of that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, small part of that journey. Sure. So it's it's been an amazing journey for me to be able at the age of seventeen start on that level yeah. in the industry is really amazing. And I mean, something must be we must be doing something right if, yeah. if I'm staying there. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, I mean, the product's been great. I mean, phenomenal. You've had some good riders, or great riders, world class riders, world champions on your product. Uh, the product's evolved, and I know that Chris. I don't know if, if uh, uh, we always talk about what they stock because I, I'm not ever too sure if they're opposition or if they're actually you know we help friends, one another we out. We, we yeah, mates. Chris Willems yeah. slash Cyclab and uh, Olympic slash Giant. I'm not too sure what the relationships like <laughs> in the room. It's often you know it's very quiet. They 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 both leave via different exits in the building. No, Jason's English is a bit up. better than mine. So it's, uh, <laughs> and they stand on opposite ends of the room. I noticed yeah, one was in the one corner yeah, when I arrived yeah. and they're still on opposite yeah. ends of this podcast. <laughs> but, uh, but after this, we're going for a beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that never happens, I promise you. Or a cycle. Um, but you, you've now recently, uh, with Cycle App merging, you've got, and, and as you walk into Chris Williams' Cycles, you'll see Scott. Uh, that's the first brand you'll see. Um, and we've often spoken about the, the phenomenal product it is, uh, Scott. I mean, you, you guys are evolving in terms of the products that you're bringing out on a yearly basis and it's a product that does well in its marketplace it really does um, what what has been like the highlight of your uh, of your, your journey with Scott and I, I'm thinking about more recently now you going over to be there when Nino Schurter won the world championships yeah Ryan I think seeing it pay off for Nino all the hard work over the years and finally being involved mm. and on the day being there the way he's done it and the planning you know with Nino it's one thing he arrives at the race and immediately when you speak to him and ask him the game plan from his angle, um, his answer is, we'll take it, we'll win it. You know, and to just work on that level with the athlete and the way people think and, you know, that in conjunction now with Leandi and the way she thinks, yes. it's it's amazing how the human being can just push that limits against all odds and that's what Nina. So I would say the highlight would definitely be uh, his Olympic win and then his world champ win yeah. definitely and now over above all this and this is what always fascinates me Liesl about uh, the guests that we, we have on the show is that they're uh, 9 to 5 they've got jobs that they hold down yet they all find time to get on a bicycle and get out there and cycle Jason posted a picture from the top of Signal Hill yesterday something saying something about I didn't in quite, the rain it was in the rain on top of Signal Hill oh, he made us listen to that bit. story before we came onto this podcast <laughs> just to tell us Jason, that he did, was out in the rain you know does Jason ever work <laughs> go on <laughs> If you're not on your bike, you're away on some holiday trip. Or (laughs) Yoki, help me here. How do you know that Jason went out training in the rain? It's on Instagram. (laughs) He tells me. That's what I always say to people. There's not much happens between those posts. (laughs) Literally, he said, you guys have got to be done within 20 minutes because the helicopter's picking me up and taking me to Plet. He was going to cycle to Plet. That's never going to happen. Yoki, you still find time to get out, obviously, and cycle as much as you can. How much time are you spending on your bike in the week? We've got a group at the moment in Durbanville that leaves 4.30 in the morning. So that helps a lot. It's a two-hour ride. So that that really helps a lot. And then I find time with some of the dealers and then also with the team as well. The team is on their way out now again. They'll be at the end of this week. So then I definitely find time to spend with them in the preparation for the Epic. So there's a lot of negotiations with new riders and stuff. Mm. And I'm lucky to be involved with that. Okay, so you ride a lot. I mean, how many times do you wake up at 
and meet yeah, in I was going to say, mm. I was going to say, we've also got a 450 I mean, like, group, I, yeah, but I, I never go with there's, it. There's also one near me. <laughs> Boys, my, my wife is expecting, so I'm making time for this yeah. while I can. Oh, okay. Brilliant. Okay. brilliant. Oh. Yeah, I think all of us, uh, 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 there's, there's two people in the room that are yet to have kids, but I think the three the three of us that, that kind of uh, you know formed the base of this uh, podcast, uh, Jason, Chris, and myself, know what it's like to wake up on a Saturday morning and be torn between commitments that involve your little toddlers and, uh, and the bicycle. Often, the the mind and, and the rest of you wants to be on the bicycle, but your wife and the the, just, you know, the family require you to be somewhere else. Yeah, I, I got um, I got my little one to do three kilometers of park run the other day on his little bike. Oh, and wow, that's fantastic! After three that's k's, far. I had to pick him up, but that yeah, was a yeah, good effort, good. I think, for a two year old. I think uh, Chris and I are way yeah. behind that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> What's a park run? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, it's great to see so the park runs doing really well. It's got nothing to do with uh, cycling at all, but the the park run the circuit around the Western Cape is an incredible one. And again, you're also involved with that, Lisa. I'm a terrible runner. People think that I, I, I enjoy the park run. I, I do it as a challenge. It's a bit of a struggle being so tall and, and the world's longest legs and, and not being able to run. But I love the park run alphabet. I was telling about, uh, about this on air the other day yeah. where people travel around the world and they try and do the park run alphabet. So A would be somewhere there's a park run that starts with an A. B would be somewhere else. G for Greenpoint. Wow. Uh, Century City. C Bloberg B so to try and get the entire alphabet all the way to Z and having run the park run um, I think it's a good challenge but I love what Jason was saying that people bring the kids they're on scooters mm. or on bicycles uh, even though they can't might not be able to keep up with mom and dad yeah. it's a nice route Mirandol is also a great route for kids on, on their bicycles as well uh, looking and uh, I spoke about this year and some of the highlights of this year for me uh, watching you in the Himalayas doing an incredible job on your bicycle through some of the world's toughest terrain to raise awareness and funds. I mean, that, that's got to be a, not only a, a bucket list item to do, but one of the toughest things to do. That was such an eye-opener because the event uh, M2K it was started in India. You start in India and you end at the, the foot of the Himalayas. It's aimed for athletes that are disabled and visually impaired. Mm. And every night around uh, supper, you sit together and you talk about the challenges of the day. And I realized that my problems are, are so insignificant. And the Day's challenges for people with uh, uh, without an arm cycling on an e-bike. We have no power to charge the e-bike over there, and he's cycling without any power and never complained. Uh, one of the athletes uh, named Govind was unbelievable, and he kept smiling. He never complained. He motivated every other athlete. He was the back of the pack with me the whole time, and you think, wow. You know, what am I complaining about? It's, it's hard to get up the hill. And um, then there were other athletes that were, were qualified for the Olympics, visually impaired athletes. Mm. And their, their guides had to talk them through the entire eight, nine-hour day to describe what the scenery, scenery around them looked like. So now you're climbing this really tough hill um, as, as a pilot, as a captain on the front of the bike, and you, you're out of breath, but you still have to have the energy, passion, enthusiasm to describe to your visually impaired mm. um, athlete who's behind you what you're seeing, what it looks like, what, what's next to you. And the, the organizers of M2K, Adventures Beyond Barriers Foundation, just do amazing work. They don't only have, have cycling as their events, they they scuba diving, they have uh, hiking, they've got running as well. And to be able to open sports like that to mm. visually impaired and, and disabled athletes, it's amazing to see that, that organizations like this are doing that. And there's a few in South Africa as well, and love to hear more from these organizations and to hear what they're doing and, and to share the good work as well. Sure. Uh, how's that for a story, guys? I mean, that's yeah. just incredible. Yeah. No, well, well done. That's just, uh, it's, uh, and that on top of the really good work you're already doing in local communities, like I think of Quebec 
Mecca. Uh, and I think I've mentioned Data who were down in town uh, just recently for a little local camp. Uh, and uh, Bilaka- they were with Velakaya, uh, no. just doing great work in the community again when they're uh, they're not. It's not just here for for a little training camp and a little bit of a uh, publicity stunt. Also, just to give back and get involved in the community. I was looking at some of the photos when I went out to ride with the Dimension Data team, and the, the photos that stood out for me with the, the athletes from Velakaya Cycling Academy seeing their heroes that they've been watching on TV, cycling with them and taking selfies with them. Mm. And for them, it was just such an incredible day. And I think it's such a great uh, privilege to have the team in town as part of the training camp. So well done to the Dimension Mm. Data team for being out here and and for for riding with with everyday athletes. Mm. You know, they've all got those T-shirts on changing lives. But when you see them here for the week and you see the impact that they literally every day are Mm. impacting people and changing lives. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for the on behalf of all the nightclubs in Long Street and Loop Street (laughs) for keeping the economy going. And and we won't name which one, but one of the riders left his pants on Bree Street somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why why didn't we start the podcast with that story? Those guys are so small. It's been used for like a little miniature flag, a little Spanish flag in the corner somewhere. Uh, Anyway, Anyway, listen, guys, time's, uh, time does fly when you're having fun. And I just want to quickly wrap up with just finding out what's, what is, is uh, ahead. Yoki, rest of the year, uh, there's a month left before this year is over. What are your plans for the rest of the year? Uh, do you have any downtime? Are you chilling at all? Yeah, I guess I can speak for all of us in the industry. Um, there is no downtime. It's just, it just doesn't work like that, you know, especially on social media and from a marketing point of view. Hmm. We're going into the snow season now, so I'm part of the international social media with that. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but we have some trips coming off to China and to Taiwan for for um, visiting Maxis, the big brands. Yeah. And then also one Swiss trip left, so to head office. Nice. Very cool. And then cool. Uh, for the DC, I don't know if one of you guys are doing it, mm-hmm. but we've yeah. got Nino and them out here. So. Oh, stunning. They'll be here this weekend. Yeah, they're here this weekend. So they'll be riding as well, nice. also for a good course. What team is that? They will be under the Breitling team. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, he's part yeah. Of that. yeah, Brightling, he's uh, Brightling, and uh, nice yeah. Ian, uh, to Ian and his sister who, uh, who run Brightling South Africa. Uh, thanks for also uh, getting involved. I know I knew there was like very top secret that they're going to come out here to cycle. Mm. But, yeah, uh, yeah, one. we can confirm that. Yeah, and then they'll they'll be down here for um, a little bit of training, and mm. then back for Christmas and then back for training camp in Cape Epic. Nice. Uh, well, we won't say goodbye to Jason Lint and Chris Williamson Jr. Uh, for the year because we still have more podcasts between now and then. Uh, but best of luck to everyone doing the Coronation Double Century. Uh, your plans in terms of uh, events this weekend besides Coronation Double Century, what else is happening? No, that's basically all. Uh, it's a big one, so most of the riders are down here for that and uh, and one or two small other races, but that's the nice. big one. Jason, enjoy looking at your bike for the next week in Plet as you go <laughs> off and have a bit of a party Thank for you. yet another week yeah, after coming back from okay. Hong Kong. And our special guest Diesel van der Weesteisen as well. Diesel, always great having you Thanks, uh, around to talk about your stories. We could actually put a five, ten podcasts together of the <laughs> stuff that, uh, that you're up to. Uh, but all the very best between now and the end of the year. Anything else big happening? Well, I'm teaming up with Songo from Songo.info and we are tackling three Ironmen next year to raise, well, not literally tackling Ironmen, taking part in, in Ironmen triathlons to raise funds for that much-needed pool that he is trying to get for his cycling academy so that he can start sure. training some world-class triathletes from out there. So Lots. watch what we're up Lots. to. Okay, we'll have you back on the podcast. Three full <laughs> Ironman next well, year. No, one full and, and two, two halves. halves. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. It's, yeah. well, it's, that's a, so it makes a full. Tick. One yeah. and two halves more yeah. than we've done, Jason. <laughs> uh, right, take everybody. Jason Lint, Olympic slash Giant Cycles, uh, Yoki Princely from Scott, uh, South Africa, and Chris Williamson Jr. from a whole list of places. Chris Williamson Jr. Uh, Williams, Jr. Cycle slash Cycle Lab slash Online Trading at Chris Williamson <laughs> <laughs> uh, For Black Friday specials. <laughs> uh, time on the saddle. Next time we'll talk e-bikes.